I'm Brian Tetta, executive producer of The View. It's Tuesday, and I'm here with Sonny Hostin. This is Behind the Table. Hello, Sonny. (laughs) Hello, Brian. All right, we had a good show today. It's a big day because it's the day of the New Hampshire primary. Yes. Now, do you get excited to watch the returns on a primary night? Do you think it's already, it's less exciting because we have a feeling of what's going to happen? I I still get excited. Um, I will say that, as I've said many times before, you know, people think that Nikki Haley is like this great alternative to Donald Trump. And I don't agree. I think she's an enigma. We know nothing about her. I think that she sends in her representative every single time. Who is the real Nikki Haley? Who knows if she's going to be as bad as Trump? We, we we don't know anything about this woman. She just flip flops too much. So I'm very interested if I'm I'm interested in the New Hampshire results to see if people have seen through that. So uh, it's interesting. So you wouldn't be relieved if. We found out down the line that Nikki Haley was the nominee. No, not, not at, at all. all. So that's interesting. I, I mean, think a lot of people would be. No, not at all. I mean, you know, at least it's it's almost like the devil, you know. You know Donald Trump is going to be off the rails. Mm-hmm. And so you, you can be on high alert. I think she could be one of those people that sleep sleepwalks you into fascism, right? Mm-hmm. Because she even said that she would uh, write into law a federal ban on, on human on, on women's reproductive rights. Um, she said she would pardon Trump if he were convicted of any crimes. Um, she said that she would vote for Trump. And so when someone tells you these things, I think you listen to them. And she flip flops on race very much. Mm-hmm. So um, it appears that she doesn't know a lot about history um, in terms of race relations in this country. And that concerns me since she purports to, you know, be have black friends and 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 you know, have experienced racism and as a woman of color. So I, I'm I'm very concerned um, about Nikki Haley. I'm concerned about Donald Trump. But I do think in a in a matchup, I think Biden wins either way. So that's interesting because, you know, Chris Christie said that on the show that mm-hmm. he's very confident that Donald Trump will not win a, a national election. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some people feel like it's dangerous to be confident in that. But you yeah. feel pretty good. I feel that... If uh, the Biden administration keeps on doing what it is doing, finally, letting the American public know what they have accomplished, and it has been a lot, um, that when confronted with a binary choice, Mm -hmm. they will vote for what is good for the country and for themselves. Yeah, I think there are a lot of people that feel that way because it's easier to be to hem and haw about Joe Biden when mm-hmm. you don't know who he's running against. Exactly. And when it's all in front of you and all the indictments and all of the yeah. drama and Jan 6 and the impeachments and everything is put in front of yeah. you and you have to pick A or B. Exactly. It's hard to imagine a lot of people that voted for Joe Biden last time to be switching. They're not going to switch. And those that voted, the, you know, the, the MAGA loyalists, they are, I think, at the extreme, the extreme part of the party. I think that they will still vote for Donald Trump in the millions, which mm-hmm. kind of freaks me out. But I think those Republicans that are moderate um, will just write someone in. They'll right. just write in a candidate, which means Biden has another. Yeah. And then the other question is turnout. Another. But we've talked about that a lot. Yeah. And voter suppression concerns mm-hmm. me. Um, people don't think enough about that. You know, we often say on our show, it's one person, one vote. Well, it really isn't. It's about the Electoral College. And so the Republicans have been really good, in in my opinion, about 
looking at the long game, and their long game has consisted of gerrymandering districts so that they can uh, sort of be the the, the, the party of uh, which is a minority ruling over a majority that is, has very different values and very different opinions. They're also extremely good uh, in terms of voter suppression. They pass. They have passed laws all over the states, uh, all over the red states, uh, even some purple states that are going to prevent a lot of people from voting. And we've been sort of sleepy uh, as a country in terms of addressing that. And the fact that the John Lewis backed, you know, Voter Rights Act just wasn't acted upon is very telling, in my opinion. Very, mm-hmm. uh, no Republican would vote for it. And that's because you have to be able to suppress the votes when you're when you have no policies in your platform is actually woefully deficient and also not um, reflective of the American people. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's scary. And, and it's interesting because we spend so much time talking about polls and whether they matter and it doesn't mm-hmm. matter until people get in there to vote. And yeah. Now people are voting. Yeah. So they, they did in Iowa, a few people. Yeah. There'll be more today. We'll see whether tomorrow things are looking like we expect them to or something different. And then it's, it's really we're kind of off to the races. So. I expect Nikki Haley. Uh, she's behind, I think, 30 points yeah. still. I expect her to lose this. She's certainly going to lose in South Carolina. If you look at the polls, if you believe the polls, if you believe any poll, Trump comes out as the nominee. All right. So we'll see what happens. And we'll be here tomorrow to, to respond to it. <laughs> In the meantime, let's switch gears a little bit because there's an NFL story making headlines this week yes. and today. And I'm a big NFL fan, and I think uh, you follow things. I do follow. And, and, uh, I'm a Notre Dame a grad, so yes, I'm fighting Irish. I do follow. Um, and, and there's a story about the new head coach of the New England Patriots, mm-hmm. uh, Gerard Mayo. He's the first black coach in Patriots history. Yeah. and That says a lot. It does. And, and there's, an NFL, there's a, been a big problem <laughs> yeah. for uh, the NFL finding coaches of color. Yeah. Um, he's the first black coach in Patriots history. And last week, Patriots owner Robert Kraft says he doesn't see color when choosing the best coach, which I think he meant well by saying that. But Mayo responded to that quote by saying, I do see color because I believe if you don't see color, you can't see racism. Now, I think I know how you'll feel about this. Mm. A lot of people uh, were upset about it, saying mm. that it's bringing wokeness to football again. No, and yada, it's yada, yada, profound. Yada. It's actually profound. I actually detest when people say to me they don't see color. You know, my response is usually kind of snarky, like, well, you must not drive because you can't see a red light, a yellow light, and a green light. Hmm. Um, I don't want people to say I don't see color. Um, I think it's very important for you to not only see color— but to treat that person of a different race the same way you would treat anyone, mm-hmm. as if you were colorblind. That's really the distinction. So had he said something like, yeah, I, I intentionally hired a black guy because I don't think race matters. Right. It's 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 the content of your character or it's your, you know, credentials. That is very different from I don't see color. Mm -hmm. It's kind of flippant. And it's actually what many people don't understand is it is very dismissive of people who live in a community that has been constantly affected by race. Right. I mean, it's not like someone that is of color can blend in. Um, And this very country was founded on racism. It's actually, you know, embodied in our Constitution. So uh, for someone like Robert Kraft, who I'm sure is a very well-meaning person, to not know that, given the numbers of NFL players (laughs) 
bet are overwhelmingly African-American um, is disturbing to me. Yeah, and, and it plays into this conversation everyone's having right now about the AI and, and – Yes. Um, Mark know. Cuban, by the way, has been on X uh, really breaking down DEI. I've enjoyed that. And everyone should really read it. Mm-hmm. Um, t- Twitter – X, whatever you want to call it, is a hellscape. But (laughs) so I'm not really on it that much. But um, someone sent me uh, what Mark Cuban had been saying. Was it? Oh, it was you. It was was you. And um, it was fantastic. And uh, for for our listeners, please go and check check out what he has to say. A billionaire, a successful entrepreneur about how diversity makes his businesses better, all businesses better. Yeah. No, I think uh, I, th- I found what he said very, uh, Mayo, what he said very profound yeah. also. And I think it's it's a good conversation. I for, forgot you sent it to yeah, me. Yeah, for fans yeah. to see and have. Um, and I love uh, Mark Cuban and hopefully he'll be back on the show. When we oh, talk about I'm this sure he him. will be. We'll be right back. Step into the world of Hollywood like never before with Melissa Rivers' group text podcast. Melissa, renowned for her red carpet expertise and storytelling prowess, invites you to join her and her famous friends for hilarious and heartfelt conversations. From discussing the latest binge-worthy TV shows, navigating the highs and lows of life, and dissecting celebrity fashion, there is never a dull moment. With exclusive stories from special guests like Chelsea Handler, Cheryl Hines, your favorite reality stars, and deep dives into intriguing topics like the Where is Wendy Williams documentary, this podcast offers an insider's look into the glitz and glam of Tinseltown. It's not just Melissa's podcast. It's a collective experience where you're invited to join the conversation. So if you've ever wanted to peek behind the Hollywood curtain, subscribe to Melissa Rivers' group text podcast now on your favorite platform. Get ready for laughter, tears, gossip. In other words, unforgettable moments that'll keep you coming back for more. Don't miss out. This is one group text you won't want to exit. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah. All right. Um, yesterday we did a topic on the show. Um, this is very different. This is about <laughs> someone wanting advice about if they always have to spend time with their spouse's family, mm. when sometimes it can feel overwhelming. Did you and Manny ever spend time apart on holidays? No. How did you feel about this? Like we're, you know, anybody that watched my 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 Instagram page during um, uh, the pandemic you know that like we are all in. Yes. Like if your last name is Hostin, <laughs> you're in. And uh we we just we just our families clicked right away. Manny and I have the same philosophy. We're not just marrying this other person, we're marrying a family. And I mean our parents would travel together, our families would vacation together. Manny's parents actually when they were redoing renovating their house, they lived with us for 3 months. My dad lived with us for 2 years. My mother has lived with us for 19 years, I think at this point. So we're an all in family, but we really enjoy that. I can imagine though when the kids get married uh and if they get married, 
I'm concerned if they do marry someone that's not all in because like not only do we like have a, our nuclear family, we have an extended chosen family and they're all in too. It's something that you hear when you get married, but I don't think you register it mm-hmm. or understand it, the whole you're marrying into the whole family. Because when you're dating, you're not really there. Yeah. But when you're married and then when you have children, especially. Let me tell you, 25 years in, you are marrying that family. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially because your spouse becomes like their parents. So they do. <laughs> I'm married to my father-in-law at this point. Yes, I am. Yeah. My, my in-laws <laughs> are currently staying at my house this week. Which so is, you know. It's wonderful. They're lovely. I have no complaints. But <laughs> it is 100% true that uh, you become very, very tied in. So, uh, I mean, and, and the whole spending family time, uh, spending fa- uh, holidays apart from your own family growing oh. up, that's a big transition, I think. Yeah. Doing Christmas with someone else's family for me was something that was really kind of jarring. I, I, you know, we never do that. Mm-hmm. We actually just split the holidays up. It's like, okay, you take Thanksgiving. Right. You take Christmas Eve. You take Christmas Day, and then in the evening I do Christmas Olympics with my chosen family. <laughs> so like we we just split everything up. New Year's Eve, you know, New Year's we we bring it in all together. Usually used to be on a cruise ship, which I really love. But you're getting to an age where you might end up having your son and daughter with their spouses' families on on a holiday. Are you prepared for that? I, I would enjoy it. The okay. more th- I, I'm a the more the merrier type, you know. Mm-hmm. I, as Joy will tell you, I travel with a posse of mm-hmm. like twenty people. Oh, so you're going with them regularly? Okay. Yes, I'm going. Yeah, like they are marrying me also. Yeah. Oh, understood. Okay, well, that's, <laughs> they should mention They're that on their marrying uh, everyone on their app profiles. Yes, heads up. You're uh, if you tune into the view, this is what you're marrying. <laughs> I like it. Um, all right, now this is something uh, that. that is more down to home here at the view. Mm. Um, today is the first day of the new view trivia league that we started. So oh, that, that I'm, yes, this yes. is a staff event mm-hmm. where I, I had the idea that based on actually you participating and losing in a, in a bar yes. trivia event after a rap party. Yes. There was drinking involved. I, I think understand. that may have affected my performance. I, I, I can only assume so. <laughs> so this is a staff kind of team building thing that we're doing today. Yes. And you're not participating. No. I'm a little disappointed. You explain to me why. Ex- explain why you're not. Well, and you know I always participate in all the staff. You do. Things. You're very good about I, it. There's a, a Santa swap. So or, I yeah. love our mm-hmm. staff. And, and I think it's important for us to show up, especially as hosts, because I think we're seen as sort of the the view when really the view is like 200 strong. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. not six people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's important for, for them to know that we feel that we are a part of the group mm-hmm. um, and not just sort of like the chiefs of the group. Right. But the problem with me mm-hmm. is that I am a trash talker during competition. Yes. I'm not a gracious winner and I'm also not a gracious loser. So you're just not gracious. No. <laughs> and I'm so competitive. Yes. That I fear that because I have such a good relationship with the staff, right? And right. I, I have really good relationships across like age groups yes. and everything. Like I'm Gen Z is I'm cool with. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with the millennials on staff. I'm cool and cool with the older people on staff. I fear that I will alienate people with my behavior. I mean, I have flipped monopoly tables over. Yeah. My son has picked up a chair and thrown it across the room because he lost clue. Like our family is just not fit for playing games outside of our family. I, w- I was told that you got advice not to do this from part my, of your family. My, my husband 
uh, I was really excited about it. And then he was like, you will ruin relationships. Yeah. I said, no, I won't. And he said, you will trash talk. No, I won't. And he was, then he reminded me of some of the things I said to my own children. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided to opt out. All right. I'm disappointed, but I also kind of <laughs> get it because yeah. I have some of the same traits. I know you do. I'm a little concerned about my and, own behavior. And you're going to have to really self-edit. Well, because we were talking about, so I wanted to draft teams of staff. I liked that idea. I liked that idea. I was vetoed. Then you could pick the smart ones. That's what I was thinking. But apparently <laughs> that would be seen as favoritism or I'd be picking the people. Oh. Feelings would be hurt, see? I was told. You see? So they were all people picked are... out of a hat. I think we still have a good team. See? but yeah, I really, really want to play, but it's... I I know that I will damage relationships. I understand. <laughs> the first category, the, today's category is it's the, 90s. the 1990s. They, they keep on telling me to please play, and yeah. I'm like, you don't understand. I don't. Two people on staff I'm, told me they were born in 98, so they didn't think they'd be very good at it. That's, yes, I heard that, that too. When that, I graduated that it was college. loaded and it wasn't fair. Yeah. And I got married in 1998. Okay. I yeah. would crush this category. I know. But then yeah. I would crush it, and then I would be obnoxious. Yes. So but it's just not. All right. It's probably not for good. This is all going to backfire. I try to do something nice for the staff. It's going to backfire on you. It's going to backfire on me. It's not good. All right. Well, over the weekend, you and Joy attended a sample sale. <laughs> Explain to people what a sample sale is oh and what it was like going there with Joy. Well, first of all, Joy and I both enjoy a good deal. We mm-hmm. like a bargain, right? I mean, that's why we also went to Martha Stewart's like, like bargain treasure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember. Like, yeah. Yeah. We joy and I really vibe on a bargain. Yes. And in New York, there are these great things. Some of them are just by word of mouth sample sales where you can get designer clothing from like last year or like last season at incredibly discounted prices. There are usually lines outside. Mm-hmm. We usually get some insider to get us in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Matthew, my hairstylist, is the one that told us about this oh, one. Okay. He's an insider, very fashionable, as you know. Now, you've kind of had an effect on Joy. She kept on asking me, where did I get this from and where did mm-hmm. I get that from? And then I told her and she started buying the stuff. Now she's crazier than I am. So we go to this sample sale. And I was what I was trying to explain to her is there's a method that you have to use. Okay. The best method is to very quickly scan the room Mm -hmm. because it's just a big warehouse. You get a big shopping bag that they give you. Don't look at sizes. Don't look at anything. Grab and put it in the bag. Grab, put it in the bag. Grab, put it in the bag. Then sit outside of the dressing room and wait for the people to come out. And what they're giving back, you grab. Oh. Okay? Because most of the times... They don't fit well for that particular person, but they may fit for you. And they got there first, so they probably have the better stuff. Joy took that advice very seriously, and she started stalking a woman that had a red jacket. And I said to Joy, you can't go, you can't stare at her. No. Because the woman kept on holding up the jacket and like kind of putting it up against her. And the woman, the jacket didn't fit. It was too big for, it was too small for the woman. Okay. But it was perfect for Joy. You didn't tell her it was too small for her, did you? Well, I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to suggest that the sweater I have on now, uh-huh. Brian, Beautiful. Uh, would be a better choice for her. So I was going to sort of... You were going to sacrifice your sweater to get Joy her jacket? Yes. And then our stylist, Fran, mm-hmm. also came. And so Fran went over there and kind of poisoned the well so that Joy could get the red jacket. So she gives Joy the red jacket after 15 minutes of us staring and stalking her. And then 
she decides she doesn't want this sweater. And I said, are you not going to take that one? And she said, no, it's missing a button. I said, I'll take it. And so I got this one and Joy got the red one. Look at that. So and you've it was, got a whole strategy. And it was, oh, you have yeah. to. It's New York. People kill. I mean, it's it's like the Hunger Games at these sample sales. It's a seri- <laughs> it's serious matter. So I, I've gone to many, many of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've gone with Matthew. And so we have uh, a really good strategy. And we get all the best stuff. All right. I like this. Uh, we won't have to send the camera with you next time. Oh, I yeah. Think. Yeah. Because she's, she's really into it. Yeah. No, she's definitely. In, in kind uh, of a psycho way, if I'm being honest. Yeah. 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 It's really strange because she's not only shopping for herself, she's shopping for Steve, she's shopping for her daughter. Like, I'm kind of selfish. She's talking I, about it a lot. She, oh, and every day she's like, where's the next sample sale? Mm-hmm. It's not that easy. Right. Know? It's word of mouth most of the time. Right. All right. Well, we'll have to, any, anytime she's into anything, it's <laughs> kind of in a psycho way. Who are we kidding? But that's why we love Joy. Uh, all right. Before we go, we have our new hotline and we have a question for you. Are you ready for this? Oh, It's an advice okay. question. Here, we're going to play it right here. Hi, this is Brandon Crosby of Tallahassee, Alabama. I love Funny, you're my favorite co-host. And since you give relationship advice, I had a really rough breakup, and I want to know what should I do to put myself out there more. I'm on the dating sites, but doesn't but they're not going well for me. Thanks, Sunny. My advice is. Um, the best way to get over a breakup, get right back out there. Now, you are the queen of the bar uh, yeah. meet. We've learned this I, before. I would recommend uh, going to the bar. Yeah. Uh, people say not a hotel bar, mm-hmm. which may be true because people are traveling. A lot of New Yorkers go to, like, the nice hotels right. and have drinks there. Yeah. Um, and you can meet great people there. Like, I, I've, I've been married forever, so I wasn't on the scene when there were dating apps. Mm-hmm. And that's how I met people. I met people through word of mouth or through a party or a bar. Yeah, if you can get a girlfriend to go with you or something like yeah, that. You got yeah, it. it's great to have a wing person, mm-hmm. okay? And in Alabama, I'm sure there are like local bars and restaurants that you can go to by yourself and there's going to be someone else there it's by themselves. And then you can... If you're really bold, you can send that person a drink. Absolutely. If you're really bold, send them, you know, just have the bartender, make the bartender your friend. That's, that's, I, I think you just got to get right back out there, you know, love yourself and it's the other person's loss. There we go. Absolutely. All right. And on that note, thank you for joining me, Sonny. Thank you. Tomorrow, I'll be back with Joy Behar. We'll discuss the sample <laughs> sales to be sure. In the meantime, if you have a question or want advice from me or a co-host, check the episode description for the number to our Behind the Table hotline and uh, leave us a review. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. And uh, in the meantime, thank you for listening. Step into the world of Hollywood like never before with Melissa Rivers' group text podcast. Melissa, renowned for her red carpet expertise and storytelling prowess, invites you to join her and her famous friends for hilarious and heartfelt conversations. From discussing the latest binge-worthy TV shows, navigating the highs and lows of life, and dissecting celebrity fashion, there is never a dull moment. With exclusive stories from special guests like Chelsea Handler, Cheryl Hines, your favorite reality stars, and deep dives into intriguing topics like the Where is Wendy Williams documentary, this podcast offers an insider's look into the glitz and glam of Tinseltown. 
It's not just Melissa's podcast. It's a collective experience where you're invited to join the conversation. So if you've ever wanted to peek behind the Hollywood curtain, subscribe to Melissa Rivers' group text podcast now on your favorite platform. Get ready for laughter, tears, gossip. In other words, unforgettable moments that'll keep you coming back for more. Don't miss out. This is one group text you won't want to exit.